Today's episode is brought to you by Open Mortgage, where better is possible. Despite COVID-19, FHA's report to Congress shows market improvement in its financial strength. LIBOR transition has left many lenders scrambling. Mortgages, do you know that you have 12 choices? These are your top reverse mortgage news stories for the week of November 16th. You're listening to Heckam World Weekly, the nation's only weekly podcast for the reverse mortgage professional. Have you seen the most recent report from FHA to Congress on the financial status of its mutual mortgage insurance fund? Perhaps you have. Well, here's a quick recap. Despite the COVID-19 pandemic, we're seeing some market improvement. In the early spring, as you know, the American economy was nearly flattened by shutdowns and shelter-in-place orders across the nation as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. But ironically, despite that massive market interruption, FHA's most recent report to Congress on the financial status of its fund reveals significant improvement in its capital position. Is this surprising? Not quite. And I'll explain shortly. Welcome to news. Absolutely. Now, once again, the report confirms that modeling the home equity conversion mortgage program is an exercise in extremes, much like comparing weather reports for Death Valley, California and Antarctica. Case in point, in the fiscal year 2019, the home equity conversion mortgage program standalone or separated capital reserve ratio at that time was negative 922%. Now, fast forward just 12 months later, and that fiscal year 2020 report shows that over an 8% improvement, meaning the HECM program shows only a negative 0.78% capital ratio. That's less than 1%. Is the HECM program draining the overall FA? FHA insurance fund, not necessarily, but the word subsidizing was used several times during Friday's short media call. And consequently, in the prepared remarks, it says that there is a need to remove the HECM from FHA's overall mutual mortgage insurance fund. We've heard that actually for several years, but it will require congressional approval. That as part of most likely a larger comprehensive housing finance reform package. Over the last three years, FHA has taken in several actions to improve the Heckam portfolio's outlook. However, it continues to be a financial drag on the forward portfolio. The forward portfolio's positive performance in effect quote-unquote, subsidizes the HECM Book of Loans. FHA will continue to take steps to stabilize the HECM program for borrowers and taxpayers. And that's just one excerpt from the report. By the way, we have a full video summary on HECMworld.com if you're not there already. Now, much of that quote-unquote drag can be attributed to those years when home appreciation was either flat or even modest. In their report and comments, it says that the MMI capital fund ratio is actually 5 times more sensitive to just a 1% decrease in HPA, that's home price appreciation, five times more sensitive to home price appreciation than the same percentage change in an interest rate. So how do you actually shore up the Heckin program when its valuation is disproportionately impacted by even minor changes in home value? Now, one suggestion that I had and other industry veterans was to adjust principal limit factors on properties based on that region or areas long-term historical appreciation rates 
instead of assuming a property will appreciate by 3% across the board, across the nation, in fact. So knowing the extreme sensitivity to the fluctuations in home values, a one-size-fit-all model of risk management perhaps isn't the best idea and may leave the Heckam exposed to further curtailment and reduction in benefits, which we've seen in years before, both which would really do little to address the underlying issues, in my opinion. So seeing home values build throughout 2020 was a welcomed uh, welcome news for all of us, and it did improve the valuation as we expected in the FHA fund for the Heckam portion. Comes as no surprise now, we will certainly accept this news with open arms. The transition to the LIBOR index has left many scrambling. Now, after several notable scandals of participating banks that were colluding and manipulating the LIBOR index, investment banks and government finance agencies years ago fled from that index as quickly as possible. In the case of FHA, that exit came a year earlier than we expected, at least in the reverse mortgage industry. Now, our proverbial October surprise actually came in late September. September. That's when FHA announced that no HECA mortgage-backed securities that have an index linked to the LIBOR can be securitized on or after January 1st. However, with that deadline, it's actually going to move us much sooner. As explained in Reverse Mortgage Daily's article, it says that Reverse Mortgage Funding Strategic Development Director Joe DeMarkey, in a call on Normalo's annual meeting held last week, virtual meeting, by the way, said this, we cannot securitize any new loan originations in pools where the underlying loans are tied to the LIBOR starting in December. Adding, that is the easiest way I can explain it to you because we cannot securitize any new loans that are tied to the LIBOR and because FHA has not yet announced what the replacement indices are going to be for the LIBOR index and the existing loans that we've all originated. We only had one choice and we had to move fairly quickly. And the choice that we had in front of us was to stop originating, which no one wants to do, or to only originate loans that are tied to the CMT indices. Now, the CMT for you industry veterans is the constant maturity treasury rate, an index that we actually used until about 2008. And while the National Reverse Mortgage Lenders Association had long advocated instead for the SOFR index, that is a secured overnight financing rate to replace the LIBOR, well, it seems that we're going to be stuck with the CMT, at least in the short term. But Traditional mortgage lenders that have loans secured by the GSEs, Fannie and Freddie, well, they get to use the SOFR. I don't understand, but that's just the way it is. Now, that came as a surprise, of course, to many since our industry had been providing input to the Alternative Reference Rates Committee and advocating for the adoption of the SOFR rate for Heckam Loans. So why would the SOFR be a better choice than the constant maturity treasury rate? That is the real question. Well, because the SOFR actually has more acceptance internationally amongst institutional investors, that makes selling Heckam mortgage-backed securities a more attractive proposition for investors. Michael McCauley with New View Advisors told Reverse Mortgage Daily, we believe that moving to a niche index like the CMT for a niche product is the opposite direction we want to be moving in that we're all attempting to avoid. We're really working very hard to make our industry and the providers of a more mainstream financial solution. And we don't believe that the remaining with the CMT for the long term 
will have that intended effect. Now, they also added it's the belief that the industry that the SOFR would be much more broadly distributed and, of course, accepted globally as an index. And, of course, that would have some industry-specific benefits, said McCulley. It will add to liquidity, meaning a number of institutional investors will be in the market buying and selling securities, which tends to add value. If all the other mortgage products, certainly in the U.S., if not the world, are using SOFR, the reverse mortgage industry really doesn't want to be the loan product that's still relying on the CMT, which is an index that is from 30 plus years ago. For those reasons, it is our hope and expectation that we, at the right time, move to the SOFR. And in our final story for the week, a little trivia for everyone. Did you know that you have 12 choices when it comes to mortgages? This, according to Business Insider, I'm going to go through these. One is the conforming mortgage. It's a type of conventional mortgage or mortgage that is not backed by a government agency such as FHA. So a conforming loan meets borrowing limits set by the Federal Housing Finance Agency, and it sets the limit for conforming loans every year. In fact, the limit is 510,000 in most parts of the US and then higher cost areas have a higher limit of 765,600, if that sounds familiar. Number two is a jumbo mortgage, of course, known as a non-conforming mortgage, and it's often used to borrow more than the FHFA borrowing limit. The third is an FHA mortgage. It requires at least a 3.5% minimum down payment and at least a 580 credit score or better, and then you can actually end up paying more if your credit score falls below that. Fourth is a VA mortgage administered by the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs, a 660 minimum credit score, but there's no down payment required for our veterans who served our country. Fifth is a USDA, U.S. Department of Agriculture. Now that is for rural and suburban properties, and it's restricted to county populations of less than 20 to 35,000, depending on location. The sixth is a fixed rate mortgage. In fact, all USDA loans are fixed rate loans. Seventh is an adjustable rate mortgage. Eighth is a construction loan. I like to call it a bridge loan. Number nine is a balloon mortgage, and that fixes the payments for five years, and then the total balance is due. Number 10 is interest only, typically 10-year term or less. And these are, by the way, increasingly rare. 11 is a reverse mortgage. And then number 12, mortgage refinance. This is often used by individuals wishing to cancel or get rid of their private mortgage insurance, get a cash out refi, or simply reduce their monthly payments. And for those who are very financially conservative, I've seen some individuals take a higher interest rate 30-year loan and then refinance it into a much lower rate 15 years so they can pay off their mortgage sooner with just a small bump in their monthly mortgage payment. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Heckam World Weekly. Don't forget, you can also listen and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or on Podbean. If you're not there already, you can go to heckamworld.com. That's where you can find our weekly video commentary and analysis, weekly blog articles, and our monthly top 100 Heckam Lenders report. Thanks again for joining us, and be sure to return next week for more reverse mortgage news on the go.